Local voices, local conversations. NapaBroadcasting.com. Welcome back here in the Napa Valley. Wine isn't just a drink. It's the glue that holds the valley together. It does it in so many ways, by drinking it, of course, but also by education and as part of the bonding experience, personally, professionally, and corporately. We're going to talk about all of these things today with my guest, Sharon Harris of Rare Cat Wines. Sharon, thanks so much for joining us. Oh, Jeff, thank you so much for having me. I'm just thrilled to be here today. It's a delight to have you here. First of all, let's talk a little bit about your wine. First of all, Rare Cat, tell us a little bit about that, when you started it, a little bit about its history. Absolutely. So Rare Cat uh, started in 2008 with a 2009 vintage. And we provide, in in the mainstay of the winery, we have three wines. Um, Some developed from the beginning, some developed more recently. We do a Rare Cat Rosé, which is absolutely inspired by great Provencal-style rosé. So it's a purposeful rosé made from Grenache with about 12% um, vignette. It's the first year we produced the rosé, and it's been just a tremendous success for us. Um, Beautiful aromatics, gorgeous texture in the mouth, kind of beautiful acidities to end, bone dry. We do a Russian River Chardonnay. Uh, That's a wine we've worked with Charlie Hines over in Russian River for a number of years. It's a Burgundian-style wine, meaning we use those techniques to produce the wines. It takes about 36 months for us to, to make that wine and, and finally release it. Just absolutely gorgeous textures and complexity. We do an estate-specific uh, Cabernet Sauvignon that has a blend of Petit Verdot Cab Franc. Um, that's our Rare Cat Old Toll um, Cabernet Sauvignon from the Calistoga AVA. The absolute driver on that wine is balance and elegance. And I think it's an interesting thing looking at Napa with the power and beauty of our fruit here is how to turn that into something really balanced and elegant. And that's the driver for that wine. And then as of last Friday, very excited to get final approval from the TTB and in the process of bringing in uh, Rare Cat Saint-Emilion, which is an estate-specific Bordeaux Saint-Emilion wine from a, a beautiful estate on the kind of the hillside limestone uh, area of um, Saint-Emilion and just working through the logistic processes and hope to see that wine in market in late October, November. And that's a neat project because um, there's very few, um, I don't believe there's any other Americans, certainly no other women producing from Napa producing wines in Saint-Emile and Bordeaux. So it's a really fun, neat project. It's very innovative in its approach. And where is your winery located? So it is a, it's an interesting um, business model. I'm, I Through a friend I've had who's a courtier for 20 years, it's his kindergarten's best friend. So the, the vineyard itself is a vineyard estate that's about 100 yards. I have a house in Saint-Emile, and it's about 100 yards from the actual house right in the main part of Saint-Emilion by the village. And I'm able to actually do, in essence, like a custom crush at my partner's um, Pommel um, Chateau, which is about two miles down the road. So it's a, it's a neat project and rare for Bordeaux standards because I'm able to access specific, a specific estate and produce it, in essence, at someone else's winery uh, down the street. So mm-hmm. it's an exciting project, and I think one that allows me to produce really beautiful, fine-quality wines, but still bring it into the market at, at, I would say, a fairly reasonable price for such a high-quality wine. Mm -hmm. And in addition to that project, tell us a little bit about your other project, which is really the professional consultation and consulting business that has grown out of this. 
Absolutely. So I have been a huge fan of and, and really tried to focus and spend a lot of time empowering women. And it's something um, through a, a company and an organization that I started with, uh, Susan Citron, a women's palette. I've really, over the last several years, worked and educated probably about three, four, five thousand executive women, you know, teaching women how to use um, how to use line as a tool for business. And um, through that, developed a seminar many years ago called Don't Give Up the Wine List, specifically to help our community bring in more high-end wine um, um, buyers by converting women executives and professionals into fine wine buyers. And, and through the Women's Palette, we also deeply cared about supporting women in the wine industry. Through that experience, I found that the information, the kind of these educational, fun, entertaining events wasn't exclusive for just women. Men liked it as much. It's really gender neutral. It's great information. And it's really helping executives and professionals understand how to use wine as a tool, just like going to the golf course and understanding the importance of kind of connecting and networking in, in um, you know, on the golf course. So worked with numerous companies um, and really have found through word of mouth how popular these programs have been. And so launched Rarecap Professional last week. It provides very high-end um, workshops uh, and wine tastings for corporate executives overlaid with great education and great information about how to really focus in and use wine as a tool in business. And then, you know, it's really um, creating special events because it is a winemaker with a business background translating information in, in terms that people can understand. The education component is more straightforward. Explain about the consulting part and really this idea of using wine as a tool in business. Absolutely. So when you look, I, I've had, uh, I come from a business background. I've spent many years with VP of sales, business development, VP of marketing at various tech and publishing companies over the years. And one thing that's really important is how do you network? How do you build your business? How do you build trust? And there's, when you look at those elements, there's only four reason why, uh, four reasons why people do business with you. They do business with you because you have the right product at the right time and they have a need. So it's a product, the right experience or right um, at a time when they need it that you're talking to the person who can hire you to do that or buy your product, they're the decision maker. But you know, a big part of doing business today and has always been is that people do business with people who they trust and they like, as long as all else is equal. Um, and so part of un helping people understand how to network is providing them the, the tools, wine being one of them, and teaching them how to use that in different avenues and different ways to promote their businesses. Um, it, you know, again, you know, there was a big focus for women because women uh, in the past have been very intimidated about wine within business settings, so it started there. But what we found is that men wanted the information as much as women. But really what I love doing when I go into corporations is to fully understand what the corporation or the company wants. What are their corporate goals? And to incorporate those, those mission statements and understand what they're trying to achieve and customize events that help support that, that mission. So, for instance, I was asked to do a summer associates program for a law firm down in Los Angeles. Well, the type of information provided to a young lawyer is very different than what you would necessarily provide to someone who's a managing director in a law firm using it for an elite 
you know, networking events for their customers. So even though you're talking about wine, what the components you share and, and the information you provide and how you do that, the format you do that is different based on the need of the company and based on what the objective is. What I found with companies um, where I find the, the greatest um, application of this kind of entertainment education and events is for um, customer acquisition and retention, huge. It's for networking, bringing people in that you want to have a conversation with to share and build relationships with. Um, absolute team building, especially in Silicon Valley. There's so many there's a need to bring people together um, physically to communicate, and wine is such a driver to make that happen. And then just pure skill buildings. How do you invest in your employees to give them the skills they need to be successful? So those are three ways, kind of three big topics or general conversations that I've had with companies and provided different uh, programs to fill those needs. And what has been the reaction in the corporate world to these kind of programs? Um, well, very positive. Um, to be honest, um, the, the feedback, the referrals, the testimonials have been really quite um, overwhelming and, and positive. Because really the key, with, and, and you said it when uh, a little bit earlier, Wine connects people. You know, I happen to be a wine geek, and I care deeply about the product I put into the glass. But really, to me, the power and the value of wine is what happens around that bottle when you open it. And, you know, when you use that bottle for purpose, um, for a specific purpose, it can become a business purpose. Or if you use it to raise money, it can become a charitable purpose. But really, the value to me, the real power of wine is bringing people to the to the table is to start conversations and continue to enhance those conversations because people want to be there to share a glass of wine. That, to me, is what's so powerful about wine and I think the true value of wine. And when you look at this in connection with the Napa Valley, talk a little bit about that and the important role that Napa plays in setting the table for this, essentially. Oh, I think Napa is one of the greatest regions. You know, I would add Sonoma as well. We, we make... Literally, when I think about Napa and I think about the quality of wine being here, we produce very beautiful wines that are perceived to be very special. I think there's a psychology that's important to understand. When you serve something that is known to be rare or known to be special and known to be of beautiful quality, you change the dynamics of that moment in time. And Napa does that. You know, we're... 3% of maybe the total production of wines within, you know, all of California, but we represent, what, 30, 40% of the, the total revenue. So Napa has a, a um, you know, a perception of really, really making, all wines here are beautiful. You know, I think Sonoma, too, has exactly that same repu you know, reputation, plus the access to one of the hubs, the important hubs of business in Silicon Valley, an hour and a half from Silicon Valley up um, to Napa. So being able to take tech and, you know, tech startups or people who are looking for spaces to do innovation and do creative thinking, being getting out of Silicon Valley to a place that's remarkably beautiful like the Napa Valley is so compelling and really helps companies open up their ideas. It helps them team build, it helps them with their innovation, it helps them think outside of the box. And I think that's really important. So proximity to such an important place like Silicon Valley, I think is really key. Um, yeah, I, I think we're really, we're just 
so lucky here. I mean, and again, we were just talking about, I look outside my window. It is just beautiful. But within an hour and you're in San Francisco, it's just, you know, we're so fortunate to be in the Bay Area. And where does the name Rare Cat come from? So you probably already know this, um, being so closely associated with uh, wineries in Napa. Um, it is uh, it, the commitment to making fine wines is is about skill, commitment, money, dedication, lots of things. But but that's not difficult. It, it just takes a, a rigor to to want to make something beautiful and then following through and having the resources to do that. Now the hard thing about starting a winery in 2008 was finding a name. And, you know, when we, we went through and we looked at many names, we um, there were four trademark attempts that we uh, weren't able to move forward through. So the name actually um, comes uh, about 3.30 in the morning when you, I, I think when you're somewhat anxiety ridden and need to figure out what the name for your winery is going to be because it's important. And I found this um, site called Urban Dictionary, and it was really funny. If you know anything about Urban Dictionary, it would be the last place you would think to find a name for a fine wine brand. But a rare cat, I, I found the name. I was, I was entering in different adjectives and things that were important for the brand and that I wanted the brand to be when I was developing it. And rare cat means a woman of such magnificent beauty. She's a rarity. It means a rare beauty. And I loved the name right away because when I, I've been fortunate to try some pretty beautiful wines in my life. And I thought about, when I think about all of those beautiful, beautiful wines, so many, to, for me, so many of them are really feminine because, you know, they don't reveal themselves right away. They're almost like little temptresses. Like you, you just have to continue to come back to that glass to figure them out. So for me, the name Rare Cat was really an, um, a, a beautiful name for something that I hoped to achieve, which was a complex wine that people wanted to keep coming back to define, to, 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 you know, to discover. Sharon Harris, I thank you so much for spending time with us and telling us a little bit about the various projects that you're involved in with Rare Cat. Oh, I'm just so thrilled to be a part of Napa, and thank you for um, letting me share my story. Thank you, Sharon. Wine, food, talk. NAPABroadcasting.com